Hey, wrestling fans, it's Sean from the Scumbags of Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner, and you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal in support of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steve's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17 for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Kid, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto and Steven's Wrestling Journey. And we are live. Welcome to episode number 133 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. And hopefully you're joining us live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Whichever one you're part of, thank you for joining us each and every week. We're also available on audio, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Heart Radio, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Tonight, we're going to be uh, looking at uh, news some opinion about uh, what JR has said recently. Look at uh, Ring of Honor's upcoming final battle card, TLC happening this weekend, and then we'll also look at some, a little bit of Ontario and this week in history. But we can't do that until we bring in our panel. And we'll start with Jonesy from, Tur- not Toronto, from Niagara. Nope, I'm from Niagara. The other guy is from Toronto. So I've been from Toronto. And I heard they got some snow. Ooh. Let's find out how much snow they got today. He's shaking his head on the other side. I'm not seeing this, but we did get some uh, snow in London, and who knows how long we're going to be able to enjoy it because we might be in lockdown soon. But from Toronto, transported from London, Stephen, how are you? Good. No, we didn't. I'm right downtown Toronto. We didn't get any snow here. Oh. Uh, some snow in the west end of Toronto, closer to Niagara and Hamilton. But for the most part, the city of Toronto was spared. Lucky we missed that. Yeah, I mean, I can still see green grass. It's more like mud, but I mean, that's pretty much... It's not that bad at all. Yeah, uh, it's probably going to be a green Christmas the way things are going. That's uh, okay. Yeah. Not much to do if you're stuck in the house anyways. Uh, we have a comment from somebody. Street Talk Wrestling. What's up, guys? Hello, George Mackay. Good to see you uh, tuning in. Hopefully, uh, we'll hear from you uh Later on, uh, if you'd like to join, uh, definitely send me a message. But uh, George McKay actually has a uh, interview up this week with Kyle Boone, the Wave Maker. So definitely check out George McKay with Straight Talk Wrestling. But we're diving into Scumbags Wrestling podcast and some unfortunate news that came out on December 10th. And that was the passing of Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus, the human wrecking machine. Um, so 
Let me just bring that up. Somebody did send a message. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, Tiny uh, Lister uh, was passed away at age 62. He was born uh, June 24th, 1958. Passed away uh, December 10th, 2020. Uh, wrestling fans would recognize him as uh, Zeus, as I said, uh, basically from 89 to 90. He was uh, the arch nemesis of Hulk Hogan or Rip in uh, No Holds Barred. Uh, obviously, as the movie, he ended up losing and uh, then brought it to the real world of the WWF and didn't like the fact that he was um, marqueed second to Hulk Hogan and lost in the movie and wanted to seek revenge. And so then he uh, started going after Hogan. We eventually saw him teaming up with Randy Savage and Sherry to go against Beefcake and Hogan at SummerSlam. He was part of Ted DiBiase's team with uh, Powers of Pain going against uh, Hogan, Roberts, and Demolition. That's the uh, Survivor Series. And then we saw him again at uh, No Holds Barred, the match, the movie, on December 27th. Uh, I think Jonesy's going to bring something about that up later on. But they were uh, teamed again with uh, Savage in a steel cage against Hogan and Beefcake. And that was pretty much the end of uh, him at uh, WD. He had a couple of appearances on Brother Love, uh, stopping Hogan from getting into a cage on Saturday Night's Main Event. And then, of course, because Hogan must always go against somebody that he did in WWE uh, or WWF, he brought them him into WCW in '96 and was part of the uncensored uh, team of the Alliance to take out Hulkamania in that really bad uh, three-level, four-compartment steel cage match. Had uh, the uh, Faith of the Fear, the Dungeon of Doom, Flair Anderson. Uh, Lex Luger, I think, was in it. Somehow they ended up out of the cage, into the ring, back to the cage, Beefcake showing up with pie plates, I mean, frying pans, uh, and somehow Hogan and Savage ended up winning, but that was the end of you saw the gangsta. Um, so, of that, guys, what are your thoughts on Tiny Lister, uh, Zeus, uh, just those memories of his interaction in wrestling? Uh, I mean... Oh, go ahead. I mean, unfortunately, I remember him more of Z Gangster, which ruined it for me. <laughs> I mean, when did No Hope Bard come out? Like 90-ish? Early 90s? 89 because that's where he showed up in uh, 89, uh, wanting his revenge. So I'm pretty sure it was 89. So I was six. 31 years ago is when it came came out. So I was six. So I don't remember it. That like no hold barred until I became like a teenager. And then obviously it and then watching more of that. Because it didn't make sense to me when I was a kid watching Zeus just show up. But I remember Z gangster and going, oh, this isn't going to be good. And, and then, that, and then I'll give WCW credit for trying to have something unique because that 
was unique. The triple cage that could have been really good, but it was WCW. So and it was interesting that they had it at the back of the arena and a ring there, and then the regular ring and the entrance to the side of it. Uh, it was odd for because you have. That match is have. the absolute best worst match in WCW history as far as rules. No, we'll make it up as we go. Yeah, they yeah, had to much. they had to escape different pods to get down and all that, and then they were supposed to get through the whole cage, and then they did, and that still didn't end. So, yeah, thankfully, they did not go back and revisit that uh, monstrosity, though they did do the triple cage uh, when they had uh, ready to rumble, and they actually had it over top of uh, the actual ring uh, in the center of the arena, uh, and it was a little bit different rules that way. But they did also do a triple cage that way. Uh, NWA did, I believe, uh, in the mid-'80s. Uh, you can see that as I think on the war game DVD that WD put out, but yeah, so that's uh, basically uh, Zeus's career, Z Gangster, that way. But other people uh, outside of wrestling, uh, and even wrestling fans, would recognize him from a whole lot of movies and TV shows, including Beverly Hills Cop 2, Nine and a Half Ninjas, Universal Soldier, Immortal Combat, Don Juan DeMarco, Friday and Next Friday. Uh, Barbed Wire, Jackie Brown, Judgment Day, Little Nikki, Austin Powers, Gold Member, Santa's Slay, Dark Knight, and Zootopia. Uh, and there was just a huge long list on uh, the internet movie database of what he's been in. So I guess he had a way better career, thankfully, away from a wrestling ring. He had the look, but just not the talent. So, unfortunately, rest in peace, Zeus, Tiny Lister. He was also in the movie The Fifth Element. He was the president. He actually had a fairly large role in, in that. Yeah, but I, I think it was about, about two months ago. I, I uh, mistake I made. Ah. So, diving into some of the news, uh, you guys feel free to uh, put in your input along the way. Um, I'm also watching the comment section. Uh, Vince McMahon has sent some of the big men uh, back to the PC on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays to work with Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak uh, to work on uh, some of their in-ring uh, work. S not surprised about a couple of them uh, being Dabakato, Osmos, or whatever he wants to be called, uh, the guy who's with uh, AJ Styles, Mace. Otis kind of a little bit surprised me, but I guess they want him to be a little more safer in the ring. But I think the very big surprise was that Keith Lee, former NXT champion, who got just recently brought up to the main roster, is sent back. And he also had a 24 special. Uh, does that surprise you at all that, of all people, Keith Lee sent back? No, because they're not sent back. They're going well, there to, to do work. And from what I've read, and it seems like Otis and Keith Lee were selected, especially because McMahon sees big things in them, and he wants them to refine their skills a little more. So hopefully I it's have, a good thing. I have no problem with them continuing to working on their craft, especially Otis. That... 
needs to happen. Keith Lee would surprise me a little bit, but then if you think about it, just like Tyson Dukes at the wrestle the wrestling the wrestle factory, they still work on everything. Like you're gonna have people pop in. If this leads to something bigger and better, I don't have a problem with it. I actually think it's a smart idea to if there's anything that they are like, oh, we got to work on this a little bit because, you know, we're going to have you work with Brock Lesnar leading into WrestleMania season. Or you're going to win the Royal Rumble. Or, like, there's something long-term with this and they want to correct or help fix a few small things. I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, and I get thinking as you were saying, um, I'm talking about that. It's unfortunately the pandemic time has reduced them down to working one day a week or twice if there's a pay per view, as opposed to when things were normal. They're working four days a week and once uh, or twice on TV, but they were still able to uh, work on their skills in front of a live crowd. They're not able to do that right now. So if uh, that rumor that you're uh, mentioning that they're there as a uh, refinement to get them to a bigger thing and there's a light at the end of the tunnel and a plan for them, then, yeah, hopefully it's a uh, good thing. They are still on their main roster uh, destinations, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown, uh, because we saw both uh, of them on their respective shows, that being Otis and... Uh, uh, Keith Lee uh, this past week. So hopefully that's uh, a good thing. The one uh, person that did surprise me that's not on that list was Nia Jax, who has a huge reputation for hurting people or at least being in the wrong place at the wrong time and people taking a bad fall, whether it's her or just, as I said, wrong place, wrong time. But surprisingly, she wasn't on that list. It doesn't surprise me, though. If you don't have something, say, planned long-term for her, why do you care? Yeah, I can see that. Uh, that Gold- as bad as that sounds. Yeah, and she's uh, in a tag team right now with Shayna Baszler. So unless they yeah, break them back up and... Uh, have her go after Oscar or something like that. She is being hidden a bit uh, with Shayna. Well, that's the thing. I don't see Nia Jax long-term being a single superstar where you've got at least Keith Lee who could become a superstar. So I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, Chad Peterson is saying Sting is uh, hurt. He has his neck is uh, broken. That uh, happened about f- uh, five years ago when he ended up retiring. Um, AEW is crazy if they think they're going to actually get him into the ring, but if they do, it's probably going to be a cinematic match. And speaking of uh, Naya, they end up taking out Lana on. Um, Monday, so she's out of that uh, tag team match coming up on Sunday. Uh, 
Goldberg is still trying to get his match with uh, Roman Reigns that was supposed to happen in WrestleMania, uh, but there's talk that that actually is not going to happen. It's a lot of talk by Roman, I mean by Goldberg, to try and uh, spark things, even though he does have uh, two match uh, contract per year and he's 53 years old. Uh, so yeah, uh, he's also possibly going to go. Uh, well, sorry. Uh, there's talk that Roman might actually get Drew McIntyre or uh, Br- uh, Dana Bryan at WrestleMania 37 instead of Goldberg. And even The Rock uh, appears to be out of the picture uh, due to movie obligations. So uh, cousin versus cousin and uh, The Rock passing the torch in a way to the tribal chief doesn't uh, seem to be in the cards for WrestleMania 37 at the moment. Yeah, you don't waste that match with no fans. Yeah, I think Rock against uh, Roman would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, fans definitely need to be in, in place for that. On an interview with Bleacher Report, Goldberg also uh, basically called out fans for uh, wanting to take over shows and uh, their chance uh, rather than enjoying their uh, time. I think he's a little cranky at the fact that uh, people uh, see through his uh, smoke and mirrors and boo him for showing back up every once in a while. Shocking. Yeah. Kenny Omega was on both AAA Triple Mania uh, Saturday and also Impact Wrestling's uh, pay-per-view that or special that they had. Uh, I think it was Retribution or something like that. I forget their uh, name at, uh, offhand, but uh, he was rebelling. He was backstage with Carl Anderson and encouraging him uh, to uh, bring back the old machine gun uh, Anderson uh, from Japan days. But then he ended up uh, also retaining his AAA uh, championship on Triple Mania. So. Uh, then this past Tuesday, he was back on uh, Impact. They even had Tony Khan and or yeah, Tony Khan, and Tony Schiavone do their paid advertisement, making more fun of uh, Impact Wrestling. And they also had the Good Brothers teaming with uh, Omega, beating up Morris City Machine Guns and Rich Swan, and that's going to lead to a uh, match at uh, their next uh, event. So you're going to have a six-man tag involving the old Bullet Club taking on Rich Swan and Morris City Machine Guns. And, of course, that will lead to Swan against Omega for the uh, title. And Omega will be doing his belt-collecting uh, stuff that way. Um, doesn't look like Impact Wrestling is getting anything in return for what or giving anything back to having this whole AEW invasion they're looking very weak, underdogish, and they're not even really retaliating. Your thoughts on uh, this whole AEW impact? Who's benefiting stuff? Oh me? Anybody? Oh, I'm supposed to care. Oh, I'm supposed to care again. Um, <laughs> from, I don't really get it unless there's going to be some impact wrestlers 
show up on AEW. Problem is, is there's not a lot that could go over. I'm thinking the Good Brothers. I thought the North, but it looks like Ethan Page is piecing out on Impact, which I don't blame them. He's done a um, thing here. Yeah, and then I think a few months after that, Josh Alexander's contract's up. So uh, I'm assuming WWE, but because Lord knows AEW doesn't need another tag team that they won't know what to do with. No, they're, they're loading up with a lot of tag teams, unfortunately, and going to get lost in a shuffle. Uh, I'm going to – yeah, like, I just can't think of anyone on Impact other than the Good Brothers, maybe Motor City Machine Guns, and the whole women's division, which AEW desperately needs, but we'll talk about that in our review. I I just don't, I don't see the benefit, really. I mean, AEW, or TNAs, or Impact, whatever the fuck they're being called the, these days, um, gets a lot of rub. From having the big company there, but yeah, but even I the numbers were down this week because people realized they can just watch it online in the clip segments that they want to see instead of watching the whole show. Yeah, I have no. I, I mean, I tried to watch it um, this week. It was very painful. Um, I didn't make it through because, well, my sanity is better than watching. The horse shit. So I, I just, I, I can't like. I, the two shows are going to be enough to make me stop watching. I, I swear, the only reason I watch AEW is because we do this show on Thursdays. Because at this point, you I would. You can be like me and just watch it only if you want to. <laughs> no, I've got to be a good person. Uh, carry on with some of the news. Um, this past week on SmackDown, Big E lost in a uh, match against Sami Zayn where he got counted out after crawling under the ring after Zayn. And he ended up cutting a really impassionate uh, promo on Talking Smack, which was seen Saturday morning. And he basically said that, you know, it's his time to do uh, stuff. He's letting God take the wheel. It was just really as I said, impassioned in it. And when he was finished, Paul Heyman gave him a uh, applause that said, that's the guy that everybody's been waiting to see. Uh, and that if he continues on that path, that the new day will be a footnote in his history of what he did, but it will be lesser part of what he does as a single if he continues that passion. Would you agree with that? Sorry. Hello. Hey. Oh, you cut out. Oh, weird. Uh, so I said about uh, Paul Heyman uh, wanting uh, Big E to keep up with the passion, and if he uh, exhibits the same passion that he said on uh, Talking Smack, that the New Day will just be a footnote in his history. And uh, he'll have a bigger career as a singles. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but the problem is, is I don't believe that they can leave well enough alone. 
that's the problem. They don't. They just can't leave well enough alone. They just start. It will start good, and then it will turn into. They'll do something stupid. It's it's. It's what I've come accustomed to. Being frustrated with. Understandable. Uh, Tomorrow night on SmackDown, Bailey is going to take on uh, Bianca Belair, and the tag team titles are on the line as Street Profits defend against uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Sting is uh, still under contract to, to AEW, as we saw the last night, and he did his lovely wink to uh, Cody uh, and his third week of being with AEW. But on December 23rd, He's actually going to be part of the uh, new DLC pack coming out for uh, 2K's Battlegrounds. Uh, so this is probably the last uh, video game under WWE banner that he'll be involved with. Uh, also coming out uh, this week, or on the 23rd, includes Sheamus, Montez Ford, Diesel, uh, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Razor Ramon, Bret Hart, and more. There's also going to be a special arena uh, introduced and then, for some unknown reason, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford's tag team partner, isn't coming out for another week after that. But if you're a player of Battlegrounds, there's some more uh, people coming your way as characters. And the new arena. Uh, Tony Khan, Taz, and Scott Demore have been in a war of words on Twitter. Uh, after uh, comments made uh, this week during the paid advertisement with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone, still insulting Impact, and I think they're just still playing it up, but I don't think uh, Scott Demore is enough to fuel a legit concern uh, for AEW and this rivalry that they're trying to uh, create between Impact and AEW. There's changes being... Uh, I mean, sorry, charges being laid against a man in Japan who harassed uh, Hanakamura uh, and suggested that she take her own life. Uh, I guess they were able to trace back uh, messages sent uh, to her in Japan uh, after incidents that happened at uh, Ontara's house. Uh, that's a show in uh, Japan as well. And earlier this year, she ended up taking her life, uh, probably depression and being bullied online. And there was apparently uh, from 600 uh, different users, people harassing her, but they traced the most from this uh, other guy who had, they haven't identified, uh, but they're charging him with uh, cyberbullying and everything. So I guess in this age of internet and chatter, we'll see how laws change. And if uh, something come about this, I know uh, apparently uh, Kamara's, family is wanting to at least set an example and maybe set laws that will prevent uh, other people from being cyber bullied to the extent where they take their own life. Jake Roberts has been I just heard a little feedback, sorry. Uh, Jake Roberts has been missing from AEW lately. Uh, he's been uh, feeling under the weather but stated that it is not COVID and he's going to be off TV for the next two weeks and hopes to be back in time for their uh, New Year's uh, special. Jackie Gita and Charlie Haas have split up and divorced. Charlie Haas recently did a shoot interview 
uh, this week, and he was almost unrecognizable compared to what people remember him in WWE for. Uh, he's bald and now down to 215 pounds. He looked almost homeless from the sign, uh, picture that I saw. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that couple that got together in WD are no longer. Uh, Vince Russo uh, spoke up recently about Keith Lee, and he thinks that uh, what's going on with uh, him being sent to the PC and losing this week on Raw – uh, to Miz and Morrison, it's just Vince McMahon uh, flexing his muscle and taking uh, lead down a few pegs. Of course, this is coming from Vince Russo, so take it with a grain of salt. And final news note was that AJ Styles recently uh, was parodied on Impact when Swoggle dressed up as the We Nominal one and was with uh, Gallows and Anderson. And AJ didn't know that that was happening, but has since seen it and enjoyed it. And it was also enjoyed by uh, talent from Impact and WWE. So that's the news and notes uh, for this week. Just going to quickly run down everything that happened on AEW Dynamite last night, which was not that great of a uh, show. Um Basically, Private Party and Matt Hardy ended up winning over Adam Pierce and uh, Reynolds Silver from uh, Dark Order. Uh, not very eventful match. Uh, Hardy started doing a heel thing and picked up the victory after Gin and Juice was done uh, by Private Party. Uh, Cody and Brandy announced that they're going to be uh, parents in 2000, 2021. And... Uh, Big congratulations to Brandy and Cody. I guess the upside also to it is that Brandy will not be in the ring and doing anything with Jade Cargill and Shaq. So, thankfully, a stork is coming to rescue the wrestling world. Um, look after her uh, while she's pregnant. What's that? Will Will Dustin look after her while she's pregnant and be there by her bedside? Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, but he apparently is still being courted by the Dark Order to be number seven. Uh, throwback to WCW, which I, I actually do enjoy that fact that they're trying to uh, at least make comment on that. Uh, the Acclaim beat SCU. Uh, yeah, not much uh, there. Just some rappers. And uh, Kazarian sort of was not uh, overly happy with uh, Daniels after the loss, so who knows if they're going to be splitting up SCU. Uh, the Inner Circle beat uh, Top Flight Best Friends and the Blondes in a 12-man tag team match. Uh, Top Flight then went after Jericho and MJF, setting up a match for next week. Um, we were talking about this online uh, in Messenger, Stephen and I were, and we actually counted uh, all the dives that happened during that, and surprisingly, it was a low number of four, only four uh, during a 12-man tag. Uh, yeah, it was, the it words was very surprising. Ross, yeah. The words of Jim Ross might have gotten to a lot of uh, people, at least this week, to make Jim happy. Uh, then there was Serena Deeb and uh, Big Swole. They beat Arvelis and Diamante. Uh, after that match, there was a brawl, including... Uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Red Velvet came out, so there's probably going to be a six-man, a six-woman tag team match coming up soon with them. 
Uh, and of course, Kenny Omega beat uh, Joey Janela in the main event, while Don Callis and uh, insulted Tony Giovanni and uh, did commentary on the live house mic. Um, and then he, he was confronted by Pac, who ended up announcing that Phoenix is going to get a uh, match for the AEW Championship on December 30th, I believe that episode is. And next week's uh, Dynamite will be at 10 o'clock or somewhere after that, after a basketball game. So you won't be missing it when you tune in to us next week because we're going to be on Wednesday in, uh, to avoid being on Christmas Eve. But, yeah, so next week is the Holiday Bash, as I said, after 10 o'clock. And then they're doing December 30th, New Year's Smash Night 1, featuring Omega against the Phoenix. And New Year's Smash 2 on January 6th uh, with Snoop Dogg on commentary. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yep. No, I didn't think Snoop Dogg was doing commentary. I thought he was – I don't know. I know what's uh, – uh, what's his name's doing? Uh, commentary night one, Jericho. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, I think he brought Snoop in to do commentary for night two because he did uh, some sort of commentary on that Tyson match uh, a couple weeks ago, and convenient timing that I guess his deal with WD was also coming to an end because it was a limited. Uh, run with the uh, Undertaker and uh, Snoop Dogg cross promotion T-shirts, or WD just got petty and took them all off. But there's talk that it was a time thing; it was limited. Uh, last night on NXT, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory to beat Leon Ruff and uh, Kushida. Um, Tommaso Ciampa beat Tyler Rust. Kyler O'Reilly beat Pete Dunne to earn a uh, title shot against Finn Balor at New Year's Evil on January 6th. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart beat Indy Hartwell by DQ, and that was due to interference by Candice Array, so their uh, battle still can continue. Uh, Karrion Cross returned to in-ring action and beat Desmond Troy. Uh, Cross then challenged Damian Priest to a match at New Year's Evil as well. Tony Storm uh, ended up beating Rhea Ripley in the main event. And uh, that leads to this Sunday on the WWE Network is TLC. Um, there's six matches officially announced. Two of them are going to be uh, TLC matches, but there's not going to be individual matches of a tables match, a chairs match, and a ladders match. But oddly enough, the two main titles are on the line in the TLC matches. So first up is Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Kevin Owens. Um, as much as Kevin Owens is going to put up a fight, you know, the big dog, the leader of the table, the tribal chief, whatever he wants to be called this week, Roman Reigns is going to end up retaining uh, Steven, your thoughts? Because I know Jonesy, you're not watching it. I mean, anyone at this point, uh, I'm going to guess leading into WrestleMania, doesn't have a chance against Roman Reigns. So I'm not really sure why any of us should care about that match. 
and I don't really. So, because yeah. again, build up uh, Roman Reigns uh, as a dominant force, and yeah, sure, taking out uh, Kevin Owens and stuff like that. It, it hopefully is going to be a good match, but you know what the outcome is going to be. Um, the other title on the line is the WWE title, and that has Drew McIntyre defending against the phenomenal AJ Styles, and this also is a, a TLC match. Um, it could go either way, honestly, and with raw ratings going down as far as I have, would not surprise me if they pulled the trigger and had AJ win it, but I'm honestly going to keep uh, Drew McIntyre as the uh, champion. Steven? I'm going to guess... Drew McIntyre, because even with the ratings dropping, you can't really change. Like, it would make no sense to go in and start changing the world champion. If you legit have a long-term storyline and plan for, for Drew McIntyre's run, then don't, but... I also can see them going the panic button. Well, that's the thing. I can see them pulling the panic button, but I think it would be not smart because I just don't see the need. There's it's not like Drew McIntyre's had this long run and it's clearly proven like house house show attendance is down because like he hasn't had the shot with the people in like the um, house shows and stuff. So it's to me, it makes no sense, but yeah. I don't, tr- I, I have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, I feel, like I said, going to keep it on Drew. But the way Vince has been lately, that unfortunately would not surprise me. Uh, a title that I do see changing hands on Sunday is the New Day 10-time Tag Team Champions dropping the titles to uh, the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Alexander. Steven? Um, I would... I would have thought so, but I think, again, they're going to be so freaked out about the ratings that they're not going to want to um, do something that is going to hurt long-term the story. And I, I really think they won't move it off of the the new day. I just it it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. You know what I like to see? I like to see the new day retain the belts, but then they go turn heel and sell the belts because they've won them enough times and they don't need to defend them anymore and they sell them. Then they have to have a tournament. Yeah, but they're kids act, so unfortunately, uh, them turning heel 
probably won't happen. Well, they can be bad, but they can still be good for kids. The SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line as Sasha Banks takes on Carmella. Carmella looks terrible there. That's yeah, a bad bit. Very bad bleached hair. She actually got rid of the bleachness, uh, I think, this past week on SmackDown and looked a little bit more normal uh, with some highlights in there to, or lowlights to uh, balance it all out. But yeah, that bleaching was a horrible uh, job. Um, I don't think it's time for Sasha to drop the uh, belt. Uh, they're going to somehow probably build it up eventually for Sasha against uh, Bianca, even though right now they're both fan favorites. So I'm yeah, sticking with uh, Sasha retaining. Steven? Um, I'm going to assume that Sasha Banks re retains, but... Honestly, I, I I honestly have zero care in the world about this one. The women's tag team titles are going to be on the line as Oscar and now a mystery partner challenge Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the uh, tag team titles. It was supposed to be Lana in there, uh, but yeah, they really decimated her leg, sent her away in uh, the meat wagon, and carted her out of there. Um, even though she got like the biggest win of her uh, career, uh, folding up Nia Jax on uh, Monday, Rusev taking credit for teaching uh, Lana that uh, pinning combination. Uh, people can look back on how it was done and see how he's uh, definitely tongue in cheek on that one. Uh, but it looked like originally that whole program was re uh, revolving around Lana and eventually putting Nia through a table. But now with her out, who knows? Um, I've heard rumor that Charlotte uh, could be back. She was supposed to be back maybe this Monday, but could be back as early as Sunday and team with Asuka to go after the tag team titles. Um, if that happens, could be seeing new uh, tag team champions. Steven? Another item? Um, this is one of those... I guess I should pretend to care, but I don't. So, okay. yeah, I, I I probably should, but I just I, I can't. It's it's horrible. You've got Shayna Baszler, who's probably one of the best women's wrestlers out there in this. Uh, Poor shit. It's just it's, with Naya. Yeah, which I get what they're trying to do to make that seem more important, but it's it's not. And I really need them to stop trying to push her because I, I can't. I can't. Uh, from Chad. Becky is supposed to come back too. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see that coming until at least WrestleMania at the earliest since she just gave birth to their uh, child. And just want to give a shout out and welcome to Trevor Harris. 
Wondering what up, nerds and scumbags. So welcome, Trevor. Uh, always a good guy to talk to. And the final match uh, that we have on this uh, list for Sunday is now going to be a Firefly Inferno match. And that's going to have... Uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, taking on Randy Orton. Uh, Alexa Bliss has been off of TV for the last couple of weeks, so hoping she returns somehow. But, yeah, these two feuded before, and Orton burned down the uh, shack of uh, the Wyatt family before, and then recently burned uh, Bray Wyatt, but The Fiend was on the outside. They're doing a lot of smoke and mirrors with this. I'm guessing that this one will probably be a cinematic match as well, like their uh, House of Horrors match was. Any thoughts on this uh, match? Uh, that match could be interesting if they do pre-tape some of it and do a neat s split like they did on uh, a couple weeks ago uh because in an inferno match in a way i'm why would they even do an inferno match on tv yeah it looks kind of cool but that's more for the crowd than you know the people watching it on tv so i think it could be a cool looking match with the right lighting and all that other stuff yeah it depends on where they the setting is if it's yeah. going to be in the thunderdome or and they were about an accidental um, uh, lighting of you know someone else getting you know like a first blood. This way, if the wrong guy gets set on fire first, they can go oh edit click click. There you go. And Trevor's saying he's tired of giving matches between these two. Um, I kind of uh, agree with you in that uh, regards, Trevor, because well, we saw the uh, giant sperm that uh, swam down to the ring at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, when they went against each other. Uh, just, I don't know what it is about Bray Wyatt. Uh, he's a, I th think he's a good wrestler. He's got an amazing character do, uh, going on right now with The Fiend and the Mr. Rogers thing. But for some reason, it just doesn't come together when the bell rings. And a lot of his uh, things have just been really bad. Like, I don't get it. I don't know if it was uh, the initial loss to Cena years ago at WrestleMania, the loss to Undertaker at WrestleMania. Something is just not clicking, I guess, uh, fully. Um, we've already seen Orton burn down uh, one thing of the uh, Bray Wyatt's family, so I don't want to see it happen again. But how do you get out of a match, an Inferno match, and burn Randy Orton? So the team has the right clothing for it to happen like how Kane did. So, unfortunately, I'm going to go with Randy Orton for this victory. Uh, you think Steven, maybe Bob Orton is going to come down and save his son in this one? Let's hope not. It's in I actually think Orton, uh, Orton's father's house. Steven? I, I actually think the Fiend's going to win. Um because if they literally do all this and have the fiend lose, you imagine just open up the fiend's mouth on national television 
in the middle of the ring and piss down his throat because you've just killed them. Oh, I get that. Like that's one thing that is hard to see. It's just like, why is this not working? I I love the idea of when he was the cult leader type deal and the uh, uh, when it first started um, with the whale and mercy uh, sort of gimmick. And then they made it all supernatural, like uh, The Undertaker, and kind of ruined it. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, they. I, I don't know. I guess I should care more, but I I can't anymore. Understandable. So that is TLC that's going to happen this uh, Sunday on uh, the WWE Network. Uh, they're bound to announce a pre-show match on the uh, kickoff. And who knows, they might even add another match to uh, the uh, show involving Sami Zayn and uh, Big E uh, tomorrow night on SmackDown. So that's what I had uh, going on. I was going to also mention, and this is kind of a conversation that uh, our viewers uh, that are here can also uh, chime in on. Uh, I guess Jim Ross has gotten a little bit of heat. Oh, from hold on. I thought we were going to talk about ROH really quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, let's go into ROH, and then we'll talk about J uh, Jim Ross. The, uh, this Friday, tomorrow, going against uh, SmackDown is Ring of Honor. So, Stephen. So, it is ROH Final Battle 2020. So, I'll go over the card. I know. I don't know if you guys have been following ROH much since it's come back, but um, the pre-show... Uh, the winner gets the ROH TV championship match later in the show. It's Tony Deppins versus LSG versus Josh Woods versus Dak Draper. Uh, then the main show, main card is Dan House versus Brian Johnson. Uh, the Kingdom, Michael Bennett, Matt Taven versus The Righteous, which is Vincent and Bateman, uh, which is going to be insane. Uh, pure rules tag team match. It's Tracy Williams and Rat Titus versus Fred Yahi and Wheeler Yatu. Uh, pure championship match. Jonathan Gresham, who just won the title, I think about a month ago, versus Flip Gordon, which this should be a really good match. Uh, world tag team uh, title championship match. Jonathan Gresham, as he is a dual title holder. And Jay Lethal versus PCO and Mark Briscoe, because Jay's out hurt. Um, World TV Championship, Dragon Lee versus the winner of the four-way in the pre-show. And the ROH World Champion is Rush Roosh versus Brody King, which, again, should be a very good match. Um, yeah, this is on uh, Fight, ROH Honor Club, and traditional pay-per-view. It is pre-show at Eight. The pay per view goes on at nine. Uh, it's obviously from Baltimore where they've been taping their shows. Uh, I I know I don't think you guys have been really following ROH right since the reboot. Since no, I haven't uh, been to see much. I uh, had uh, seen a match or two of the uh, Pure uh, tournament. I love like those rules. It's a whole lot uh, different and refreshing compared to Spot Monkey uh, 
flips and uh, dives all the time. So, yeah, so if you get a chance, I mean, I probably won't watch it tomorrow. I'll probably wait and see if I can find it online because I'm cheap. But if it will be a good pay-per-view, if someone's looking to spend some money, I'd personally recommend the ROH pay-per-view tomorrow. And as you said, 8 o'clock uh, pre-show, 9 o'clock main show. And what was that, two or three matches on the pre-show? So you're not one, have a lot of one four-way. Oh, just one four-way, okay. And with the winner going on to the main show. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, Jonesy has stepped away for a moment. So what I will uh, mention is the fact that um, Canadian Pro Wrestling uh, Hall of Fame uh, presented by CWN, is going to happen on uh, January 18th. It's Monday night. Join Chris Maloney and myself uh, as we uh, run down those who were voted in by the fans uh, from the list of people that we were uh, nominating. Um, the, the results have been uh, tabulated. Uh, I guess we're not revealing those until the night of, so definitely tune in. There's a special ninth uh, award. Uh, going to be uh, presented as well. And also, a uh, quick plug for GoPro, uh, Go Hard Pro, sorry, uh, that's happening uh, next Thursday uh, on YouTube. It's a uh, crowdfunded uh, event from Ontario, uh, started by uh, Brandon uh, Caulfield, Holden Albright, uh, those who know him that way. Uh, a lot of uh, different people, including uh, Von Vertigo, Gabriel Froiza, uh, Brad Myers, Alexia Nicole, uh, Scotty O'Shea, and a few others. I don't have the full list in front of me, but that's happening also next Thursday. Go Hard Pro on YouTube. Next Wednesday, I'm actually going to have Holden Albright join us, and he is going to be able to plug the show. We'll find out... Uh, what, how things are going with that, how it all came about. If you have any questions for Holden, uh, be sure to contact me on our Facebook page or scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. All the other things are down below running here. Uh, so that's the Ontario scene. Definitely also, if you're looking for Christmas gifts, look at um, Hammerlock Apparel. Tyson Dukes uh, has a great uh, line of clothing. Uh, support local and uh, get these guys uh, all some love. Before we dive into uh, this week in history, just wanted your opinion on something that happened and got a little controversial uh, from different people, uh, whether your talent in AEW, uh, including Brandon Cutler, who surprisingly got cut from his match on uh, Dynamite last night, and also. Uh, a couple other talents uh, that were remind wanted to remain anonymous, and also uh, people like Jim Cornette had chimed in as well on his uh, drive-through. I listened to that, but it came on Jim Ross's podcast, Grill and Jr., um, and they were talking about some stuff, and he ended up uh, bringing up the fact that super kicks and DDTs don't seem to matter anymore. And what used to be finishers are just spots. And one of the quotes that I have uh, here from that show 
was I told a kid the other day in AEW, and I said, all you guys do the same uh, fucking spot. You go to the outside, you cluster up like quail, you stand together, uh, friend and foe, side by side, so you can catch some leaping idiot uh, going over the top who never wins with this move. They never gain an advantage with the move. You know the holy shit chant is what uh, got that going, I think. They love to hear it. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. This is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. So basically, uh, as you hear there, he's shitting on the fact that every match seems to have that same spot, people diving over the top rope. When there's a big cluster of a match, they're all gathered together waiting to catch their uh, guy coming off the top rope or over the uh, off the top turnbuckle. And it just looks way too choreographed. And as you said, it's trapeze. And then when you got things like the Young Bucks doing uh, super kicks all over the place, and Shawn Michaels used to put people away with a super kick. You got people doing DDTs as a setup move. Meanwhile, Jake Roberts used to kill people with a DDT. Are people better now than that? It just, just doesn't make sense. It's taken away from the art of wrestling and the uh, fundamentals. And I totally agree with Jim Ross. But what are your thoughts on what Jim said? Is he right? Is he wrong? Is there a happy medium? Steven, your thoughts. And then we'll go well, to Jersey. We can definitely, I can tell you right now, I agree with. Jim Cornette, full heartedly. I am so sick and tired of watching multi-man matches or where there'll be a whole bunch of people being at ringside. They all cluster up. Then there's some stupid dive off of the, the ropes or running dive. And then the crowd starts yelling, holy shit, or this is awesome. No. It was when it, you only saw it maybe once a night or if you were lucky, once every pay-per-view maybe, maybe once on the big shows. But now it's every you can, ex- you can expect at least it to be every other match, at, sometimes every match. It's, it's to the point of where it's just ridiculous and I... I, I I hate it. I mean, it's just it's overdone. That's the problem. And the super kick used to be a move that would be actually important, not just a spot. And now it's everyone does throws a super kick. It's just to the point where it's ridiculous. The DDT exact same thing. I would love to get someone like a Tyson Duke's opinion on it because I, I'm almost positive he'd be on side JR because you just don't you don't need to do that. It's dumb. It's stupid. And that's where the oh. Ring of Honor uh, pure uh, division has uh, at least something different. Josie, your thoughts. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the same guys with the same type of style that's part of the problem uh but in the same uh rick flair used to do the exact same 
move a set for how many years get caught blah 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 it's not like that stuff hasn't been seen before it's just now more people participating in the same gag uh their timing needs to be better if they're going to do that type of stuff because it's starting to look more like you're at a you know a, a broadway show and we're gonna do a a production of of wrestling and when you stop there and you look and you see another guy waiting and you know it's like you can't you can't if you're going to do that that type of of spot you need to be able to set it up really quick or if they're not ready in time then you need to do something else like again i think the dives are fine through the ropes because those are better timed the ones at the top it it get especially when they start doing the the sequence of that, where they get up and another guy comes down. They all get up and another. It's like oh my god, fuck off. Um, that type of wrestling is fine once a night, but it's almost like having two midget matches. Once you've seen the first one, you're like oh god, not another midget match. No offense yeah, to midgets. Same is going to happen on Sunday with two TLC matches, but yeah. It, I miss the fundamentals uh, that, you know, as we've talked about, Tyson Dukes definitely is a uh, uh, proponent of that. But also, there was a time, uh, especially in the 80s and 90s, where maybe the guys all had only five moves of doom, but those five moves, especially the fifth one, was never used by anybody else and made it special. But when everybody's using the same move, it's hard to make it special and meaningful anymore. A lot of the wrestlers nowadays, when they're in the ring, seem to want to just blow each other's egos. And by that, I mean the 80s guys especially, and even the 90s, whatever they had, they knew how to stretch it. They knew how to tell a story with it. They didn't do things like goofy little things in their matches that would take away from their character. Like when you're being goofy in the ring, you expect that that guy's going to be afraid of you or anything. Uh, it it's just they're not they're not telling the story. They're only telling stories with moves, not emotions anymore. Yeah, a lot of storytelling has gone by the wayside as well. So good point. So yeah, I guess uh, definitely uh, for some reason we agree with what JR is uh, wanting uh, things to be. I think a lot of other people are, but we're not getting that uh, given to us, especially on Wednesday nights uh, from AEW. And even, uh, yes, obviously WWE, uh, they have uh, that problem as well. But yeah, Spot Monkeys can be only so much fun before it gets redundant. So that's uh, that little rant right there. Uh, going to take one quick little break. I'm not sure Steven's going to continue with us. No, We're going to. I got a headache. It's nice. Yeah, we said no. We're turning over to uh, this week in history. So thank you, Steven. We will talk to you next Wednesday on our Christmassy type show. Yes, oh, I like to talk about the 350-day 
uh, uh, documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's on Prime. It's actually wonderful. We'll uh, watch it next week. We'll okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Chop from Scumbags of Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner, and you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steve's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17 for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto and Steven's Wrestling Journey. Okay, and we're back from that uh, short little commercial. Uh, definitely uh, get in touch with me. I don't think you're going to have it in time for Christmas, but uh, we'll definitely uh, do our best to get it to you as soon as possible. However, also um, want to remind fans that we are on the uh, drive to 500 fans. We are at 470-ish on our uh, Facebook page. Well, I want to get to 500 by the end of the year. And end things on a good note. And if you are one of our fans already, invite your friends. Add to it. If you're the person who's invited the most friends, you uh, have a chance of winning one of those T-shirts. And if you are one of our newest fans, you have a chance of winning one of those T-shirts as well. So it's all on our drive to 500 fans on our Facebook page. Check us out on Facebook and also send us a note on scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, over on Twitter at Scumbags Canada, Instagram at Scumbags Wrestling. We're uh, available, we're fan friendly, we're interactive. You can be part of the show as well, but sign up, join us, and you can win some uh, great prizes, including the awesome shirt like you just saw in that commercial. But it's now time to turn it over to Jonesy for. This week in history, and I'm going to try and follow along and add some visuals for you guys along the way. So, Jonesy, take it away. All right. Uh, this is December 11th till the 17th. And, of course, we're going to start with December 11th. Uh, 45 years ago, all Japan pro wrestling heads to Budokan Hall in Tokyo, Japan for the first time. In the show's main event, Giant Baba and the Destroyer defeated Tori Funk Jr. and Jumbo Serata. 23 years ago today at Raw's War Taping, uh, Triple H defeated Shawn Michaels to win the WWF European Championship. A year or so before the finger poke of doom in WCW, the WWF did it first when Michaels laid down for Helmsley as the members of Degeneration X made a mockery of the match ordered by then WWF Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter. If I remember right, just uh, before you continue yep. on, that same episode might be the same one that uh, The Rock won the Intercontinental title, potentially, and also the Die Rocky Die uh, poster first appeared. If I'm wrong, I'm oh. pretty sure 
it's the same arena at least. Okay. But well, yeah. in the, you you put a little note there, and we'll take a look at that. Uh, Fifteen years ago today, uh, TNA presented Turning Point. Uh, the event is noted for the announcement of the acquisition of multi-time WCW champion Sting and the no-show of Jeff Hardy, uh, which would lead him to be suspended and subsequently released from the company within six months left on his contract. Eleven years ago today, um, War of Titans in Mexico, El Mesas, El Mes Macias, uh, defeated Dr. Wagner Jr. in a Thunderdome cage match to win the AAA Mega Championship. And again, if you haven't seen that Thunderdome, it's a very nice-looking dome, man. Uh, Ten years ago today, WWE presented tribute to the troops uh, from Fort Hood in Killeen, Texas. An estimated 50,000 people were in attendance for the event. Mark Henry won the 15-man battle royal last eliminating Sheamus, and Kane fought Major General Wim Grinsley in an arm wrestling contest. Nine years ago, it doesn't say who won, or I would have told you. Do you remember who won that? <laughs> no. I'm going to guess that uh, the uh, general won just to make the... Yeah. Happy. Uh, nine years ago today, Team Day presented Final Resolution. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Jeff Jarrett in a steel cage match. With the win, the Jarretts were fired from TNA, and Hardy became the first contender, uh, uh, sorry, the number one contender to the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. This would be one of Double J's last pay-per-view matches with the company as he would move to behind the scenes. Bobby Roode and AJ Styles went to a 30-minute time limit uh, draw tied at three apiece in an Iron Man ma match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Also nine years ago, uh, WWE presented the first uh, tributes of the troops, and it was to be held in an arena not away from an army base. So it's, yeah, presented the first tribute of the troops to be held away uh, from an arena. Wow, that confused my brain. Uh, six years ago today, NXT presented TakeOver 3, Our Evolution, uh, from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. The show is noted for the debut of Kevin Owens, a.k.a. Kevin Steen. Sami Zayn defeated Aaron uh, Adrian Neville to win the NXT Championship. And then he got that crap kicked out of him. It's a happy 46th birthday for Oscar Gutierrez, uh, but wrestling fans know him best as Rey Mysterio Jr. Born in Chusla Vista, California, which is a suburb of San Diego, Rey Rey was trained by his uncle Rey Mysterio Sr. He was 14 when he made his debut. He wrestled in Mexico in AAA, moved on stateside and worked in ECW, then had a long stay in WCW. Ray Ray would lose his mask while in WCW, but found it in WWE. Uh, his almost 30-year career and long list of accolades, including being a hero for all of us that are short, uh, he is a living King Mystery, few will forget. And King Mystery is Ray Mysterio in Spanish. December 12th, 31 years ago today, WWF taped... The No Holds Barred, The Match, The Movie from the Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the No Holds Barred match uh, uh, 
tag team steel cage match between the duo of Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake and the tandem of Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus, uh, which we just had dearly departed a few days ago. Um, actor uh, uh, Tiny Lister uh, was featured bout of a wrestling challenge taping. The main match would become a pay-per-view and the movie would air December 27th along with it. Uh, this would also be the final appearance on WWF TV for Zeus. And this event, uh, doing the movie and the match, actually helped them at least break even uh, for the production of the movie. Uh, 30 years ago... Uh, the AWA World Heavyweight Championship is retired when their champion Larry Zabisco leaves for WCW. The American Wrestling Association had been inactive since the fall, but continued to air programming until 1991, when the promotion filed for bankruptcy and ultimately shut down. But obviously, they packed up all the tapes very nicely, because Vince got those, and uh, this uh, uh, seems to be a bit of a typo here. I have two years ago, but it's more than that. Um, presented Armageddon 2009, so that would have been uh, 11 years ago. Uh, the Acolytes, Bradshaw and Farouk, won a, a tag team battle royal. Miss Kitty wins the WWF Women's Championship in an evening gown match and quickly flashed her puppies until Sergeant Slaughter covered her up. But half the nation, uh, uh, <laughs> but half the nation already, including me, was already a tent hut. Oh, I killed that joke! Damn it, you slime! Uh, Val Venus defeated the British Bulldog and D'Lo Brown in a triple threat match to win the WWF European Championship. Kane defeated X Pac in a steel cage match. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated China to win the WWF IC belt. And Triple H defeated Vince McMahon in a street fight. I've noticed that half the uh, photos from the first half of your report did not make it uh, to the upload, even though I know what I put it on my phone here. So ah, that's okay. They just just following at me looking curiously. Uh, <laughs> I am trying to find the photos that match, but they did not load... Um, regrettably so carry on <laughs> oh right then uh me you know taking a short little break here i think perhaps maybe we could try pre-taping this and just see how it would uh, go um uh, to uh, uh you know get rid of uh, some of the uh, mistakes on here anyway because yeah. all oh, some 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 days by i get tongue-tied here uh, so, 12 years ago today, WWE presented Armageddon 2008. Kurt Angle defeated Santa Claus, that bastard. Daniel Pewter defeated Mike Mizan uh, via judge's decision to win the million-dollar Tough Enough competition. And John Zena defeated uh, Jesus in a street fight to retain the WWE U.S. Championship. And the main event saw JBL defeat uh, Eddie Guerrero, The Undertaker, and Booker T in a fatal four-way match and retained the championship. 13 years ago today, WWE releases a Jingle with Jillian on iTunes. It was horrible, but did well in the UK. Uh, 10 years ago today, at a Lucha Libre USA Masked Warriors taping, saw Liz Mark Jr. defeat uh, Charlie Malice, uh, Marco Coloni, and RJ Brewer in a fatal four-way elimination match to become the first ever Lucha Libre USA champion. Uh, the show wasn't aired until the following October, 
for MTV2, by uh, which point Lismark Jr. had lost the title to Brewer. That's uh, 10, 10 months later. Wow. Uh, nine years ago today, WWE aired a special edition of Raw featuring the 2011 Slammy Awards. The show was noted for the return of the remasked Kane. Uh, the pipe bomb that year went to CM Punk. Uh, WWE A-lister was Snooki. Yeah. And Superstar of the Year was CM Punk. Good year for wrestling, not so much for the celebrities, folks. Uh, it's a happy 39th birthday for Edward Moore, best known to wrestling fans as Eddie Kingston. Kingston is best known for his uh, longtime association with uh, Shakira, though he has also competed for Combat Zone Wrestling, IWA Mid-South, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and Ring of Honor. Kingston, a former Shakira uh, Grand Champion, IWA Mid-South uh, Heavyweight Champion, ZZW World Champion, and a two-time All-American Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Uh, in September 2016, the well-traveled Kingston was among about 40 wrestlers invited to the WWE Performance Center for a tryout. Kingston joined TNA as a member of the Death Crew Council alongside, alongside James Storm and Bram. Uh, and he would be seen on NWA Power until COVID hit. Uh, now he's in e AEW. Uh, and it is a happy 54th birthday for Yoshiro Ashe, uh, best known in wrestling fans as the Ultimo Dragon. Uh, best known for his time in WCW, uh, Asi, who once had the gimmick of being the last student trained by legendary martial artist Bruce Lee, thus the name Ultimo Dragon, uh, translating to The Last Dragon, is one of the most successful junior heavyweights ever, having held 10 belts at one time uh, for about one week. Uh, uh, he held all 10 of them. In fact, I remember him being on a WCW, I don't know, for Saturday night, one of them, but him and Sonny Ono were carrying like all these freaking belts. Uh, uh, Dragon is credited with popularizing the Assay, uh, uh, how do you say it? Assay? Assay? Assay Moonsault. Assay, there you go. Uh, Asai Moonsault, a springboard moonsault from the apron of the ring to an opponent to the outside. Dragon also competed for the top three federations in Mexico, Universal Wrestling Association, Triple uh, A, and CMLL. In Japan, he wrestled for the Universal Wrestling Federation, Wrestle and Romance uh, War, uh, and briefly for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Dragon also briefly competed for WWE in parts of 2003 and 2004. And then I believe he's in their, see in their Hall of Fame? Uh, not sure. I don't think he made it there yet. All right. He, he will, though, I'm sure, because he's retired now, I believe. Yeah, I saw him uh, last year, yeah, 2019, <clears throat> uh, with Chris Maloney, and I uh, we went to uh, Smash Wrestling. Uh, for the Northern Tournament, and uh, it was the two nights, and he was uh, there for both of those. Uh, moving rather slowly uh, when he's out of the ring, but doesn't look like he missed a step when he's in the ring. So, yeah, definitely a night and day yeah, between the bells. <laughs> uh, and it's a happy 56th birthday for Terry Michael Brunk best known to wrestling fans as Sabu, trained by his uncle Ed the Sheik uh, Fairhat. Uh, Sabu would become the genocidal, homicidal, holy shit, he just ripped his arm open. My God. 
It's a happy 69th birthday for Gary Michael Capetta. Once dubbed the world's most dangerous ring announcer, Capetta is most famously known for his work in WCW in the early 90s, though he also did work for AWA, the WWF, Pro Wrestling USA, and various independents. Uh, Capetta, Capetta wrote an autobiography released in 2006, Buddy Slam's Memoirs of a Wrestling Pitchman, and wrote, directed, and starred in a one-man show based on his autobiography. Uh, Buddy Slams and Beyond, Capetta is also a Spanish teacher. I, I did like his voice. He had a great voice. He sounded great when he said uh, Sting and Ricky the Dragon. Just great. I think he was at uh, StarCast recently and even uh, did uh, at least one-off uh, announcing for uh, AEW on one of their pay-per-views. Nice. Uh, and it would have been a 86th birthday uh, for uh, Guadalupe Robledo, uh, best known to wrestling fans as Jose Lothario, uh, competing primarily for the National Wrestling Alliance, Florida and Houston territories. Lothario is most famously known to younger fans as the trainer for WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels. Uh, he managed Michaels in 96 during Shawn's run as WWF champion. Uh, Jose's wife, uh, Jean, wrestled for the Southwest uh, Wrestling Alliance, and the couple have two children, Pete, who is a wrestler in Texas, and Gina. And finally, it would have been a uh, 97th birthday to Robert William Barker, or simply Bob Barker. The one-time Raw guest host, he hosted the Labor Day 2009 edition of the show, one that got him a WWE Salami for best guest host. And longtime animal rights activist had a long career in radio and television. He hosted the Bob Barker Show from 1950 to 1956 on a radio station in Burbank, and of course hosted The Price Is Right for decades. And don't forget to get your pet spayed or neutered. And he took down Happy Gilmore. Yes, he did. He sure did take down Happy Gilmore. Uh. So, December 13th, um, 49 years ago today, Antonio Noki's apparent uh, coup to take over the Japan Wrestling Association uh, goes up in flames when he's fired from the company. Anoki would start his own promotion, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the next year. Giant Baba, JWA's other big name, uh, leaves the next year to form, form his own company, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, without their two biggest names, JWA shuts down in 73. 33 years ago today in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, the home of everyone's favorite, um, Iron Mark Sharp, yes? And the home of Tim Hortons. And the home of Tim Hortons, that's right. And it's an, isn't it funny? Is that, Does that make me a good Canadian or a bad Canadian that... I forget that Tim Horton lives there, but I know Mike Sharp, uh, that's his hometown. Well, I don't know uh, if Tim Horton lived there, but that's where the first uh, Tim Horton's restaurant oh, the started. First door. Oh, okay. And there's a Tim Horton's uh, restaurant museum, even Ooh. there. Ooh. I mean, they actually have like a restaurant? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I check that out, see what uh, Timmy's can uh, cook up. 
So, uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, Dynamite Kid suffers a severe back injury, which leads to the soon demise of the Bulldogs. Uh, the Bulldogs were told to drop the belts to the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. However, Dynamite would only drop the belts to the Hart Foundation. 33 years ago today, AWA in association with uh, World Class Wrestling Association, Powerful Women of Wrestling, and Championship Wrestling Association presented Super Clash 3 from Chicago, Illinois. The lone AWA pay-per-view was a financial failure, with just um, 1,672 fans in attendance and only about 40,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The financial disaster resulted in many of the participants on the show not seeing a dime of the revenue, basically killing AWA founder Vern Gagne's working relationship with the other promotions. Uh, Greg, Greg Gagne defeated Ronnie Garvin by countout to win the AWA World Television Championship. Garvin lost by countout because he signed with the WWF but refused to be pinned, so the belt changed hands on a countout. Sergeant Slaughter defeated Colonel De Beers in a boot camp match, and Jerry Lawler defeated Kerry Von Erich uh, via referee stoppage because of excessive uh, blood loss by Ben Erich to unify the AWA and WCWA World Heavyweight Championships. 31 years ago, WCW presented Starcade 89 Future Shock. The hook of the show was a pair of one-night round-robin tournaments featuring the top four single wrestlers and top four tag teams in WCW. A point system would be used to determine the winner. Uh, the Road Warriors defeated the New Wild Samoans, winning the Iron Tag Team Tournament with 40 points. The Steiner Brothers were second with 35, followed by the New Wild Samoans with 30. And Doom got shut out, got the old skunk. Uh, Sting defeated Ric Flair, winning the Ironman tournament with 40 points. Luger finished second with 35, followed by Ric Flair at 25. And Great Muda, surprisingly, didn't get nothing. Now well, you come out to America and you get nothing. 31 years ago today in Huntsville, Alabama, the colossal connection Andre the Giant and Haku defeated Demolition Axe and Smash to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, the, that championship would be Andre's last. 27 years ago today, Alundra Blaze defeated Heidi Lee Morgan in the finals of a tournament to win the vacated WWF Women's Championship. 25 years ago today, two years later, the WWF Women's uh, Championship is deactivated. The title's deactivation came when its champion in London Blaze and the entire women's division was let go by the WWF due to cost-cutting measures. Five days later, the belt would be trashed in WCW by Medusa. 22 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, Rob Van Dam and Sabu defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. 22 years ago today... WWF presented In Your House 26, Rock Bottom. In matches airing on Sunday Night Heat, we've seen Gilbert defeating Matt Hardy in just 62 seconds to retain the WWF Lightweight Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I, I'd like to know what the hell happened there, how he got in 62. You remember? Uh, no idea. All right. Uh, it was on the show, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
The Brood, Christian Edge, and Grangrell defeated the Job Squad, Al Snow, Bob Hawley, and uh, Scorpio. Mankind defeated The Rock by Countout, and Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker in a Buried Alive match to qualify for the 99 Royal Rumble match. 21 years ago today on Nitro, the Outsiders Scott Hall and Kevin Nash defeated Bret Hart and Goldberg to win the WCW Tag Team Championship. 17 years ago in Zurich, Switzerland, Sting defeated Lex Luger and Malice in a three-way dance to win the World Wrestling All-Stars World Heavyweight Championship. 15 years ago today at a SmackDown taping, uh, Batista and Rey Mysterio defeated Eminem, Joey Mercury, and Johnny Nitro to win the WWE Tag Team Championship and would air on the 16th of December. Twelve years ago today in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, John Morrison and The Miz defeat CM Punk and Kofi Kingston to win the World Tag Team Championship. Eleven years ago uh, today, WWE presented the first TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs replacing Armageddon. Drew McIntyre defeated John Morrison to win the WWE IC belt. Sheamus defeated John Zena in a tables match to win the WWE Championship. And DX, Shawn Michaels and Triple H defeated Jerry Show, Chris Jericho and the Big Show in the tables, ladders, and chairs match to win the WWE Unified Tag Team Championships. Ten years ago today, WWE presented the 2010 Slammy Awards on a special edition of Raw. The Shocker of the Year, the Nexus uh, Take Out Mr. McMahon. Despicable Me Award Most Disgusting Moment went to CM Punk Sings Happy Birthday to Rey Mysterio's Daughter. Moment of the Year Undertaker Retires Shawn Michaels. And the Superstar of the Year was John Zena. And today would have been the 37th birthday of Christopher Darren Travis, or simply Chris Travis. Uh, born in Sheffield, England, uh, Travis began wrestling in North England. He wrestled primarily for Grand Pro Wrestling and Norton British Wrestling. In the late 2000s, in October 2014, Travis announced he was diagnosed with stomach cancer and was forced to take a hiatus from wrestling. Many wrestlers gave words of encouragement, as Travis did charity work to raise funds for cancer research. In June 2015, Travis announced he had beaten cancer and he would return to the ring. On August 7, 2015, uh, Travis made his wrestling return. But unfortunately, on September 21, 2015, Travis announced the stomach cancer had returned and that he would retire from wrestling. The cancer would claim his life on March 31, 2016. He was just 32. Uh, just a month before his passing, Travis married his longtime girlfriend. Uh, tributes for Travis poured in from all over the wrestling world, and fans and pro wrestlers petitioned for the WWE for him to be posthumously given the Warrior Award. In 2016, Cody Rhodes and Tommaso Ciampa became, began our uh, ladder, a fundraising campaign dedicated to raising money for Cavendish Cancer Care in Travis's hometown of Sheffield, England. And today would also have been the 64th birthday of Sylvester Ritter, best known to wrestling fans as the Junkyard Dog. Uh, he was born in Wattasoboro, North Carolina, an All-American with Fayetteville State uh, University. He began his wrestling career. Uh, after working for Jerry Jarrett, Nick Gillis, and Stu Hart Stampede Wrestling, 
as Big Daddy Ritter, where he won their North American heavyweight title twice. He wrestled for Bill Watts Mid-South Wrestling in the early 1980s under his most famous gimmick, the Junkyard Dog. Uh, Ritter made his WWF debut in 1984 on blah, 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 blah. Uh, he, in February of 91, JYD would win his first championship. Uh, it actually took him a while, uh, but he did. It's a short-lived WCW six-man tag team titles. Winning them with Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich over Dr. Z, Dutch Mantel, and Buddy Laidell. He left WCW for good in 1993 uh, and largely retired in June, to the, uh, in June 2nd, uh, 1998, as Ritter returned from his daughter Latoya's high school graduation in Wadesboro, North Carolina. He fell asleep at the wheel and suffered what would be a fatal single car accident in Forest, Mississippi. He was 45. Rita was active in wrestling business until his death, training husband and wife Rodney and Carlene Bernard, uh, a.k.a. Rodney Mack, in jazz. His daughter Latoya and sister Christy uh, Woodburn represented Sylvester when he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2004. On to December 14th. 53 years ago today in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Vern Gagne defeated the Crusher to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship for the sixth time. Wow, he's a handsome-looking fellow. 34 yeah, years ago. owner gets the title. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 34 years ago today, WWF tapes the ninth edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. The show aired on January 3rd, 1987, and served as the final match in a long rivalry between Hogan and Paul Orndorff. Uh, Hogan defeated Orndorff in a steel cage match to retain the WWF Championship. The match was restarted when both men hit the floor at the same time when they escaped the cage. Adrian Adonis defeated Roddy Roddy Piper by countout, and Blackjack Mulligan defeated Jimmy Jack Funk. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time, Jimmy Jack Funk. 28 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, the Hellraisers, uh, Road Warrior Hawk and Power Warrior Kenzuki Sasaki defeated Scott Norton and Tony Helm, uh, Luvid Borga, uh, to win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. 22 years ago today on Raw's War, the Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock defeat the New Age Outlaws to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 17 years ago today, WWE presented Armageddon from the TD Waterhouse Center. Uh, Brandy Orton defeated Rob Van Dam to win the IC belt. Mick Foley was the special referee. Evolution Ric Flair Batista defeated the Dudley Boys in a tag team turmoil match to win the World Tag Team Championship. And Triple H defeated Goldberg uh, and Kane in a triple threat match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Twelve years ago today, WWE presented Armageddon. Uh, CM Punk defeated Rey Mysterio to become the number one contender for the WWE IC belt. And Jeff Hardy defeated Edge and Triple H in a triple threat match to win the WWE championship. Seven years ago today, WWE presented the 2009 Slammy Awards on a special edition of Raw. The uh, superstar of the year was John Zena, of course. Breakout star was Sheamus, and the match of the year was The Undertaker for Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Seven years ago today, Ring of Honor presented the final batter 2013. Uh, it saw Kevin Steen defeat Michael Bennett in a stretcher match. 
Tommaso Ciampa defeated Matt Tavern to win the ROH World TV belt. Adam Cole defeated Jay Briscoe and Michael Elgin in a three-way match to retain the ROH World uh, Championship. Post-match, Chris Hero returned to the Ring of Honor after a stint in WWE Developmental. And um, also a side note is Hero was challenging for the ZZW World Championship in Philadelphia just a few hours uh, before he made his return to ROH. December 15th. 57 years ago today, Ricky Dozen dies from complications from a stab wound he suffered in a Tokyo nightclub. He was just 38. Uh, interesting tidbits of his life. Uh, born Mishiro Momata, November 4th, 1924, in South Hamyong. Uh, he trained as a sumo wrestler under the Nahoshin uh, stable. He debuted in May 1940 in Mishiro Momota, named for his adopted family, a family that would later disown him due to discrimination against Koreans in Japan. Uh, that is when he was renamed Riki Dozen. Uh, in 1946, he reached the top division in the sport of um, sumo. In 1946, he would finish uh, first runner-up in a tournament in 1947, won by um, Yokozuna Uh He reached the Sikiweke rank of sumo wrestlers, the third highest rank in sumo, behind Yokozuna and Ozeki. Over a 10-year career in sumo, he compiled a 135-82 loss and 15 record. Uh, Riki Dozen newfound success got him into real estate as he began purchasing nightclubs, hotels, and condos. He even got into promoting, establishing Japan's first pro wrestling promotion, the Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance, in 53. His biggest feuds would be against his trainer, Makashiko uh, Kimura, Luthez, Freddie Blassie, and The Destroyer. Two of his biggest bouts are among the most watched programs in Japanese television history. A one-hour draw against Luthez for the NWA World title in October of 57, and a best-of-three falls match against The Destroyer in May of 63. Ricky Dozen uh, would appear in more than two dozen films, and a biographical film was released in 2004. Uh, Ricky Dozen is often credited as being one of the primary influences of professional wrestling gaining prominence in the land of the rising sun. He is a member of the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame Legacy Wing. 43 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, Terry and Dory Funk Jr. defeated Abdullah the Butcher and the Sheik to win the inaugural All Japan Pro Wrestling World uh, Real World Tag League Tournament. 33 years ago today, the WWF presented the second Slammy Awards from Caesars in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The show is best remembered for Vince McMahon's dance number of Stand Back. Uh, the video would first resurface more than a decade later on the May 28, 2001 Raw is War, but most notably in 2006 during the Degeneration X McMahon feud in 2006. Oh, there was Dancing Girls, Hogan on the guitar, and many top superstars on horns, and Georgia Animal Steel on tambourine. As silly as it looks, it is. it just showed how they would do pretty much anything, and it just worked. And 
the set looks great. It's hilarious to watch. It's just great. I watched the videos the other day from uh, that uh, whole thing. There, YouTube has the different performances, including Jimmy Hart singing "Girls in Cars," Honky mm. doing uh, his Honky Tonk Man song, Jimmy uh, Jesse Ventura's on piano for that song, and then you got as this, you see right now the picture with Vince McMahon. It's surprising he was able to choreograph uh, his uh, dance moves and just didn't stand there. Um, you know, he, he, is, he is an entertainer. Yeah, he did well for uh, what he uh, had going for him. Uh, I think worse was uh, trying to see uh, Hogan, Beef, I mean, sorry, Beefcake Savage and Jake being yeah. time, uh, with their trumpets and then the other <laughs> three on the saxophones. With JYD and the Killer Bees, it's just really a train wreck watching them. But Vince, did actually, you recognize any of the women? Were they wrestlers or were they actually trained dancers? I think they were just dancers. I, I right. don't think there were anybody else. I like that old classic set uh, of that time. It, uh, it, uh, it's just awesome, awesome. So let's see. Uh, we are at. Doo -doo 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 -doo. There we go, right there. 25 years ago today in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Stu Hart tribute was held at Calgary Corral, the home base for many stampede wrestling events. In the feature belt, WWF champion Bret Hart uh, defeated Davey Boy Smith. 24 years ago today, WWF presented In Your House 12. It's time. In a free-for-all pre-show, Rocky Maivia defeated Salvatore Sincerio by disqualification. Owen Hart and the British Bulldog has, uh, defeated Fake Diesel and Fake Razor Ramon to retain the WWF World Tag Team Championship. And yeah, there's not much to report on that show. Just kind of there. 23 years ago. Sorry? It was just a there show. Yeah, it was. It was just a there. Those, those were the two most interesting matches. Uh, 23 years ago today on Nitro, Bret Hart makes his WCW debut as announced special referee for Larry Zbyszko versus Eric Bischoff at Starcade. 23 years ago today, Vince McMahon announces a change in creative direction on an episode of Raw's War, with McMahon giving the dubbed The Cure for the Common Show speech. This episode of Raw was also the first introduction of the company's Scratch logo. The Scratch logo was briefly used with the WWE's New Generation uh, slanted logo for a few months before transitioning fully to the Scratch logo at WrestleMania 4. Uh, sorry, 14. Ugh. 19 years ago today, Thomas Russell Haas, a.k.a. Russ Haas, was found dead in his home in Cincinnati, Ohio. He was 27. Born March 27, 1974, in Nard, Oklahoma, Haas is a third-generation sportsman. Uh, he joined his brother Charlie as the Haas brothers and would uh, win tag team championships for Northern Eastern Promotions, Jersey All-Pro Wrestling, the East Coast Wrestling Association, and Combat Zone Wrestling. Following a tryout in August 2000, the brothers signed a contract with the World Wrestling Federation and would wrestle for the developmental territories at the time, the Heartland Wrestling Association and Memphis Championship Wrestling. It was in MCW where they had their biggest, biggest success, winning the tag titles three times in early 2001. And here comes the bad news. On September 24, 2001, Russ suffered a heart attack. 
though he would recover, he would have a second heart attack while sleeping on uh, December 15th in 2001. The second one proved fatal. Ress was just 27 years old. Harley briefly wrestled as R.C. Haas in a tribute to his brother, writing Russ on his wristband tapes, which he continues to do till he retired. In June 2010, Charlie Haas and his wife Jackie Gaeta named their first son Thomas Russell Haas. Sixteen years ago today, ECW presented what would be the last taping of Hardcore TV. The Deadly Boys and Taz, all contracted to the WWF at the time, returned to the promotion for a one-off appearance. Also in the crowd for the show was Smashing Pumpkins frontman and future wrestling promoter Billy Corgan. Uh, the final episodes aired in December of that year. 18 years ago, WWE presented Armageddon 2002, which saw Booker T and Goldust in a fatal four-way elimination match, one uh, which they won at the World Tag Team Championship. Kurt Angle defeated the Big Slow to win the WWE Championship, and Triple H uh, defeated uh, Shawn Michaels 2-1 in a three stages of hell match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Ten years ago today, CBS announces via press release they would air reality series Armed and Famous, chronicling five celebrities becoming sworn officers in Manunsi, Indiana. The series featuring Eric Estrada, LaToya Jackson, Jack Osborne, uh, Jason Weeman, Aka, Aka, Aqua, Aqua, Aka, I guess, and Trish Stratus. It would be canceled after two episodes. Uh, Google it if you want to see the other episodes. They are out there. Um, uh, there was actually a total of eight episodes made. Seven years ago today, WWE presented tables, ladders, and chairs. The show's main hook was the unification match for the WWE and World Heavyweight Championships. Sam Punk defeated The Shield, Roman Reigns, uh, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose in a three-on-one handicap match. The White family, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper defeated Daniel Bryan in a three-on-one handicap match. Randy Orton defeated John Cena in a tables, ladders, chairs match to, to unify the WWE and World Heavyweight Championship. On to December 16th. 103 years ago today, wrestling legend Frank Gotch died of uremeric poisoning in his hometown of Humboldt, Iowa. He was just a 39. Um, uremia occurs when your kidneys become damaged. The toxins or bodily waste that your kidneys normally send out in your urine end up in your bloodstream instead. These toxins are known as creatine and urea. Wow, isn't that great? Anyways, enough about Frank Gotch. 30 years ago today, NWA and WCW presented Starcade 90 Collision Course. One of the show's main uh, hooks was the Pat O'Connor Memorial International Cup Tag Team Tournament, the wrestling legend who died earlier in the year of cancer. Uh, the other was the payoff of one of wrestling's most infamous angles, the Black Scorpion. Uh, we've seen the Team USA uh, defeat Team Japan to win the Tag Team Tournament. Black Slugger defeated Stan Hansen in a bull rope match to win the NWA United States belt. And Sting defeated Black Scorpion in a steel cage match to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And post the match, of course, oh no, it's Ric Flair. 20 years. Sorry. 
we haven't seen anything from our Black no. Scorpion in a while. I know, I, and we've made mention of Black Scorpion the last two episodes. So, oh well, that's okay. I'm sure he's, hopefully he's out there and he's okay. So, 20 years ago today, Lucha Libre uh, uh, legend Blue Demon died of a heart attack on his way home from his morning training session. He was just 78. A uh, little thing on him. Uh, do, do, do. At age 67, the Blue Diamond actually retired in 89, teaming with his adoptive son, Blue uh, Demon Jr., in his final match. Uh, that year, documentary Blue Demon the Champion was released. Uh, Blue uh, Demon would die of natural causes while on the beach near a subway kiosk on his way home from his regular morning training sessions at the Blue Demon um, School, I guess. Zayt saying that word, uh, where he would pass on his fighting teachings to others. Uh, Blue Demon was buried with his trademark a blue mask, a mask uh, he would never remove publicly. Fourteen years ago today in Caucas, uh, Puerto Rico, Carlito defeated John Heidenreich to win the World Wrestling Council Universal Championship. Moments later, he lost the title back to Heidenreich. Why did I even bother? 13 years ago today, WWE presented Armageddon. Uh, Shawn Michaels defeated Mr. Kennedy. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Triple H to earn a WWE Championship match at the 2008 Royal Rumble event. And Edge defeated Batista and The Undertaker in a triple threat match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And we got some small things here. 12 years ago today at a TNA Impact, Lethal Consequence, uh, Jay Lethal on Consequences Creed, defeated Beer Money, James Storm, and Robert Roode to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. 11 years ago, uh, TNA Christy Hemme announces her retirement from in-ring competitions, citing her concerns of re-injuring her neck. Eight years ago... Oh, I was go surprised ahead. to find out that she, uh, when I was doing her birthday uh, thing for her uh, Superstar of the Day post, uh, turned out she is somebody who has five kids, and four of them came all at the same time. She gave birth to quadruplets. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. That'd be awesome to have four of the same people. Uh, eight years ago today, Ring of Honor presented uh, Final Battle, Doomsday, from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. The show featured the final in-ring in appearance of El Generico. We don't need to go new through that card, I don't think. But we will say Kevin Steen defeated Sami Zayn, uh, El Generico, in a latter uh, War 4 to retain the ROH World Championship. We've got eight years ago today, WWE presented TLC, uh, which was in 2012. The Shield uh, defeated Team Hell No, which was Kane and Daniel Bryant, and Ryback in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Alberto Del Rio, uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, and The Miz defeated 3MB. Uh, yuck, just yuck. Uh, that must have been a horrible match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated John Cena in a World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank ladder match. Seven years ago uh, today, Alan Jones, best known to wrestling fans as AJ Styles, leaves TNA after 11 years with the company. Six years ago today, WWE presented Super SmackDown Live from the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The show was a milestone one as it was the 800th episode of the series.
Five years ago today, NXT presented TakeOver London from the SSE Arena in Wembley, England. This was the first TakeOver event presented outside the United States. And finally, going into December 17th, 114 years ago today in Kansas City, Missouri, Frank Gotch defeated Fred Beal to win the American Heavyweight Championship for the third time. 41 years ago today in New York City, Bob Ackland defeated Bobby Duncombe in a Texas death match to win the vacated WWF Championship. But this win doesn't really matter because in WWE land, yada, 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 he never lost a belt to Anoki. 21 years ago today, WWF presented In Your House 5 Seasons Beatings. Alma Johnson defeated Buddy Landell in just 42 seconds. Landell was the substitute uh, opponent for Dean Douglas, who claimed a back injury as a reason for not competing. For Douglas, this was his last WWF appearance as he was released following the event. Hunter Hearst Townsley defeated Henry O. Godwin in an Arkansas um hog pen match uh hillbilly jim was the special referee that was a fantastic match uh own heart defeated diesel by dq and the undertaker defeated king mabel in a casket match and the main event saw bret hart defeat the british bulldog to retain the wwf championship 21 years ago today at an ecw uh on tnn taping in nashville tennessee uh, Mas Masato Tanaka defeated Mike Awesome to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, 20 years ago today, WCW presented Starcade, only months to live. Um, 6,596 uh, were in attendance with just 50,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Uh, looking at the numbers, uh, 1999's event had 145,000 buys. Uh, 98's event had 460,000 buys. Uh, 97's event, the high point of WCW's history, had 700,000 buys. Uh, from its Starcade 97 buy rate, uh, 1.9, to uh, this, which was 0.11, or 1 in 1,000 with pay-per-view access. Uh, WCW had lost 95% of its pay-per-view audience in just three years. Wowzers. Uh, three count, uh, and this kind of says it, uh, three, and these are the good matches. Uh, three count, Shane Helms and Sh uh, Shannon Moore defeated Kaz Hayashi and Yang and uh, Jamie Noble and Evan Courageous in a three way uh, uh, team ladder match. And that's actually a good match. Uh, Terry Funk. Sorry? It was a really good match. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's the one or it's a different one that's on the. Uh, uh, the uh, best of the ladders matches, uh, WWF DVD that came out god uh, 15 years ago, probably now. Um, anyways, Terry Funk defeated Crowbar to win the WCW Hardcore Championship. Mike Awesome defeated Bam Bam Bigelow in an ambulance match. The insiders Kevin Esch and Diamond Dallas Page defeated Perfect Event, Chuck Palumbo, and Sean Stasiak to win the WCW World Tag Belts. Goldberg defeated Luger. And Scott Steiner defeated Sid Vicious to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. All right, 15 years ago today, Ring of Honor presented Final Battle. Among those on the card were Colt Cabana, Nigel McGuinness, 
uh, Alex Shelley, Steve Carino, Jay Lethal, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, Brian Danielson, Kenta, and Loki. That's a pretty pretty good uh, Most of those guys all made it big. 14 years ago today, WWE presented Armageddon. Uh, from 2006, Kane defeated MVP in an inferno match. Paul London and Brian Kendrick defeated William Regal and Dave Taylor, Eminem, and the Hardys in a fatal four-way ladder match to retain the belts. Joey Mercury suffered a gruesome nose injury in the bout when he was hit in the face with a ladder. Mercury required more than 30 stitches and wore a protective mask for some time. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Mr. Kennedy in a last ride match. And ending it all out, it's a happy 45th birthday uh, for Nicholas Dinsmore, best known for his time as Eugene in the WWE from 2004 and 2007. Dinsmore had a great stay in OBW as the heavyweight champion 10 times and Southern Tag Team Championships 11 times, 10 of them as one half of the Lords of the Ring with Rob Conway. And I would like to go back and look at his career because I'd like to see him... Uh, when he was a serious wrestler and not the comical one he became though, you know, you could, you could tell he was uh, very talented because he had to know so many guys moves and the mannerisms. Uh, he was actually a really good wrestler. And I think that's why that character worked. Yeah. He was on the line of uh, say Chris Benoit, a Steve Austin, when he was stunning Steve Austin, technical wrestler, uh, William Regal, that type of uh, technical wrestler uh, technician in the ring. Definitely uh, really good to see. And I believe he's uh, doing uh, his own school uh, as well right oh. now. Uh, but yeah. So thank you for taking yeah, you, can slap, you can slap nice paint on him and he'd be a doink in a, in a heartbeat. I think he was at one point. Was he? But, okay. and he? And with his hair like that, you just have to color it. But yeah. uh, thank you for taking us for another trip down memory lane. Um, before we sign off, what was that uh, show that you'd like people to watch? Oh, that um, it's a documentary. It is on Prime. Uh, Prime has a crap load of wrestling documentaries and shows. Um, this one is 350 Days. It's uh, basically it's just a bunch of interviews uh, that were done, uh, some dating back, but most of them are up to date uh, before a lot of these guys died and stuff like that. Okay. Wow, Marty, Marty Janetti looks the worst in this. You can tell he's so frigged up, but the, it basically tells the wear and tear that it takes on these guys. And there's some ugly wrestlers in there. Uh, my favorite is Ox Baker. What an ugly guy, but man, you just uh, you just want to go back and watch his stuff because he looked like he was just a just loved doing what he did. Yeah, and he had big bushy uh, eyebrows. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember him from the AWA. Uh, so yeah, definitely Prime has a lot of uh, documentaries. I actually got my wife to watch uh, the Sheik uh documentary we had already seen jake roberts and uh ted DiBiase's, and those are also available on there so yeah uh we'll check out uh 350 he said and yep. uh yeah hopefully talk about it next week on the show we're also going to have uh results from tlc which is happening this sunday on wd network 
We'll talk about uh, the year end in uh, wrestling. There's definitely, unfortunately, nothing uh, really to go over in the Ontario scene, but we'll uh, look at some of the best of uh, potentially awards also for uh, this year in the majors, whether it's AEWWD, Impact, New Japan. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, Holden Albright is, is going to be with us for uh, Go Hard Pro, promoting that the night before it goes on uh, YouTube on Christmas Eve. And we'll also uh, do This Week in Wrestling, as you've already sent me a list that I have to look at and hopefully get uh, better uh, flow for our uh, uh, photos, because I don't know what happened that we lost the first uh, half, uh, first day or two on this. Uh, that is shorter. It's only like six or seven pages. So No, that's not bad. So we'll uh, get through that. But, yeah, that is our uh, show. Uh, definitely remember we're on the drive to 500, so uh, sign up your friends for our page on Facebook, and you have a chance at winning a uh, Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt along with uh, the person you invite might also win one as well. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Canadian Wrestling Pro and Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN. Uh, we're doing the ceremony on uh, January 18th. That'll be on the CWN uh, broadcast uh, thing, but we'll share it everywhere as well. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up because we're at 10 o'clock, so thank you, everybody. Uh, Twitch, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere that you get us, whether it's visual or audio. Thank you, and we are out of here.